The revolution has begun. Must always be kept in balance. I said sit down. Passengers, eternal order flows from the sacred engine. We must occupy our preordained position. I belong to the front. You belong to the tail. No your Keep your place. Those bastards in the front think they own us. We'll be different when we get there. What do you say? We take the engine. And we control the world. When is the time? Soon. Welcome everybody to Pop Culture. I am Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. And Cult Classics! Our new segment which seems to be working real well. And Monica recommended a little cult gem, a movie that I have been wanting to watch for years and never bothered to watch for some reason. You have been missing out. I have been missing out. It's also one I wouldn't have thought to watch, to be honest. It was given the premise, I just would have gone, okay, that's just bizarre. And starting to watch it, it felt a little strange, but then it developed into something I wasn't really expecting. So. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't adjust. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's... I, I've been wanting, I, I saw the trailer for this movie before it came out, and I think I meant to see it at cinemas or I wanted to and didn't and just never watched it. And it's certainly got a huge cult following because it's now been turned into a TV show. It's based on a French graphic novel from years ago. Mm-hmm. I am so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> That I finally watched it. That you finally, I finally had like purpose and like, oh, I need to watch this now, because this was friggin' brilliant. I loved this movie. Yeah. I loved everything about it. I, yeah, <laughs> it blew my mind. Yeah, Bong Joon Ho um, is just such a good director, and you can see he's just got so much style in Snowpiercer. It's just so good to watch. <laughs> yeah, and he also can sort of take things in a new direction that I think if you had a, an American director, they they probably wouldn't have been able to do what he does because if you watch something like The Host, you don't know which way The Host is going. When oh, you watch The Host it. is and, amazing. Yeah, so, and it's the same thing for this. It's um, 
totally unexpected. Yeah, even with um, his more, most recent film, Parasite, as well, you don't know where the movie is going until the 11th hour. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, yes, thank you for showing it to me. I'll say that. <laughs> I should see it. Um, the, the first surprise was Chris Evans. I, I often find Chris Evans is, is a little wooden in things, but um, he was certainly in a character role here. Um, mm. Not as much as and i have to say for me the total head spin was tilda swinton it's like <laughs> oh, far was out crazy that, wasn't it that, that was just pure genius acting size 10 chaos yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was so so good and it, it was weird because at first i didn't actually know it was her so i sort of went oh yeah that's an unusual looking character and then it was only when it came up close to her that I could see who it was, and I was just <laughs> blown away, absolutely blown away. Mm. I think it was when she took her teeth out or something. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was her, but she... And she is one of those people. She's like a total chameleon. She's like... And I guess it's because she's been blessed with this kind of ambiguous <laughs> face mm. that she really knows how to make it work for her. Like, some of the... A lot of her roles have been out there like she's very good at what she does and she's very good at that like mm. i guess it's that no pretense of like make sure you've got my good side <laughs> like all she will just disappear into <laughs> roles all, all of tilda swinton's sides are good sides and yeah. um, she, she completely steals the movie um i remember i rewatched it again um in preparation for this episode of the podcast and i was just glued to every single part of her dialogue she's just so compelling to watch yeah oh, it's, it was amazing and i think in one of the past podcasts we were talking about watching films based on actors mm. you know would you go see a film just because that actor's in it i'm now considering going and checking out more till the <laughs> films just because of that and i was just like going that that was totally amazing have you mm. seen um was it the dead don't die no, that doesn't come to It's no? not a good film, but seeing Tilda Swinton play a Scottish samurai is definitely worth <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, see, that might destroy that a idea Scottish of doing that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that was outstanding. And then just I think a lot of the supporting cast were amazing too. Like um, I've oh. forgotten who plays the teacher oh, in that uh, scene. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, oh, that she was totally off the wall there, but it suited it so well and made it. And, know, and like the way really... he, the way he changed camera movements to each car as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, the yeah. teaching one was like the camera was spinning and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it like suited the vibe and characters of each car too. It was really mm. cleverly done. But it yeah, like, just, like Jamie Bell was great. John Hurt's always amazing. And then the big reveal at the end, Ed Harris as the uh, Mr. Wilfred. Now, I have to say that was the one bit I was a little underwhelmed with. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's a Ed lot of build-up. Yeah. It, is, it was a lot of build-up, and I don't think he really did much with it. it. It was sort of one of those things where, you know, he could flatly deliver the lines without putting much into it and it would still work. But... I don't know. I just sort of went, oh, that's a bit disappointing because I would have expected something a little bit more to it, like maybe 
bit more traumatized himself or something that balanced it out because uh, John Hurt obviously <laughs> projected a, a sort of suffering over the time of his character and so on. So it's it just yeah that that was a little bit anticlimactic for me in terms of the character, but other than that, everyone else. I didn't else... mind it. I didn't mind his sort of like nonchalantness. Yeah. I didn't mind, and he's just walking around in his pajamas, which was a bit strange. But to me, he sort of screamed out, um, "Chaotic neutral! Like this is the way. Yeah. This is how we need to do it." The front of the train talks to the tail of the train, um, and spoiler alert: um, the revolution was kind of planned the entire time, and Chris Evans was manipulated into going ahead with his plans by John Hurt. You know, in conjunction with Ed Harris. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. I think it, that works because it's explained. And so yeah. we get all this exposition about it, which is fine, but there's no character to grip onto with Ed Harris and at yeah. the same level. Uh, I mean, he was obviously... Compared to everyone else. Yeah, compared to all the others. I was just sort of like going, oh, that's a shame. It sort of seemed to establish it nicely, you know, when he's just sort of casually cooking a steak and <laughs> yeah. in his pyjamas and everything, but then it doesn't... He doesn't do much with it as much as he could have, I think. Hmm. Uh, other than that, I mean, like this is me being very picky. It still works. It's like um, yeah, still horrific, the whole concept. But the great thing about this was the ability to literally com compartmentalise themes as it's going because of the carriages in the train and it becomes this really genius parable um yeah. and that's that's where the strength of this really really lies i mean you know you can have fun in terms of the action a la sort of almost mad maxish feel and things like that but then actually have an intelligence behind it that's reflecting on society and you could say it nods to the environment but it's really more about society than anything and yeah um, it's about so like social justice and kind of class structure yeah, it's an which I mean, which is using the metaphor really well because you have first class, second class steerage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really intelligent way to sort of demonstrate classism, um, and even in the face of your species being completely extinct, people feel the need to categorize others. Yeah, like the the social class must be maintained above all else because how else will we know that we're better than somebody? Yeah. And then I think it's, uh, I guess, I guess, glaringly obvious of uh, Boon Jong Ho's uh, opinion of upper society. Yeah. <laughs> As you get through, kind of middle class seems a bit more like, oh yeah, and then the up, like the front of the train are just fucking deviants, <laughs> <laughs> druggo, sex maniacs. <laughs> which is a you know a concept that is explored in a lot of other, I guess, dystopian, apocalyptic. Um, films and books um it reminded me a lot of um a lot of jg ballard's books which are about dystopian futures and discussions of class like the high rise his book wait depending oh, on high rise is good. it's a film as well but um you know the higher you sit in the hmm. building the higher the class you are but the more deviant you are because the rules don't apply to you yeah and it certainly is illustrated very well in the 
in the train because like the last car is a nightclub <laughs> like the last car is a nightclub i have to give kudos oh, no, to the um, nightclub yeah. then, like the drug den right like the opium the, den. yeah 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 chrono <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and i also really love the ingenuity with the translation between the korean um speaking actors and um the english speaking uh, yeah, actors as well with like the voice box as well that was very futuristic and with enough of a nod to tell you that this is taking place in the future but also in the near future because you can see that kind of technology happening quite soon yeah yeah, yeah just the end of production design if we talk about that for a minute like each car because you're dealing with sort of a limited amount of space to yeah these moments to so then the aquarium car which was just like this is beautiful it is really beautiful and also um the scene where they all eat sushi yeah. in the sushi yeah. car <laughs> <laughs> which can only happen twice a year yeah only yeah. twice but... a year <laughs> yeah and yeah again with and that they stop for the, the new year <laughs> yes in the middle of the fight was fantastic. <laughs> at the ekaterina bridge yes yeah. i yeah, I'm. I loved it. I really, really loved it. From like go to woe, it was brilliant. It was one of the best. It's the best movie I've watched this year. I was so wrapped in it. I'm really curious. Have 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 you watched the TV show, Monica? I haven't. No, I um not. I'm not always a fan of watching um TV series based off of um films. Um, and I wanted to leave Snowpiercer alone because I do like the movie so much, and I didn't want the TV series to sort of like taint my experience mm. of the I, I don't know how you could it certainly would it, it surely does not it's got good reviews it's up for it's good just got renewed for two more seasons so it's got season one season two and they've renewed it for another two seasons yeah i, guess, I feel you know, like if it's not how do you, you know, the impact surely can't be there if you're doing a serialized version of this story especially you know at the end the train blows up Everybody dies. <laughs> Which, like, by the time you get there, it's like this is the this is the nicest way this could end. <laughs> it was the only way it could go, really. And um, you see Chris Evans' character Curtis; he's having like the last cigarette known in existence, just doing a really impressive monologue. Um, that monologue was fucking great. Yeah, so good. I'm like, I didn't know Chris Evans could do that. <laughs> he, he's a really good actor. I think the Captain America thing is sort of, and that kind of like he's younger, like like not another teen movie and stuff like that. But like yeah. Knives Out, he's fantastic. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, he doesn't get enough kudos for when he does do a good job. Yeah. Oh, this is totally different to those sorts of things like Captain America. I mean, Captain America, I have to give him credit is not exactly a deep character to really play around with. So mm. um, he still does it very well. Yeah, he does. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But this was totally different. This was showing his acting chops. Yeah. I um was reading an interview as well with a um director who um was trying to sort of work with Evans to because he's a really big bulky dude and they were filming it around the same time as I think Winter Soldier, they had to sort of use makeup in a way to make him look gaunt and not use his physical presence to sort of be like, well, he's been in the back part of the train for 18 years. He should be clearly malnourished. So what can we do to make him really, 
not okay looking, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure would have been quite challenging. Yeah, uh, the lighting and all the grittiness of it really helps too. It's yeah, and the lighting uh, changes throughout the film. Uh, yeah, mm, yeah. it's yeah. it's um, a great premise to work with when it sounds crazy from the <laughs> outset, but then when you realise what you can do with that compartmentalization in so many ways in terms of themes and uh i guess film techniques and so on it it's amazing what you get out of it yeah even the um special effects i felt were really good as well it didn't look too uncanny valley it didn't look too fake um because no, it's used sparingly. I it was really, yeah it's used sparingly like when you see everyone staring outside towards the bridge i thought that was really good i thought the aquarium was beautiful to look at like it was stunning well, that was, was an easy one yeah that's yeah it was all practical i mean you yeah. could have done that at your local aquarium and, yeah. yeah i think uh, i think what i really loved was that it felt like it felt like an action-packed science fiction epic that didn't feel saturated by cgi it all felt very gritty and real the action looked great the fights were amazing yeah as, it was as, like as, totally yeah. ref- it was like a palate cleanser having just watched jungle cruise <laughs> yeah. like you know what i mean like i watched jungle cruise on, on like the night before i watched this yeah and also the um night when the fight when the soldiers put on the night vision goggles mm. i thought that was really good <laughs> But like, yeah. and then the, the way that he quite cleverly gives you enough time with every character that you kind of get them, you care about them, and then just starts offing them. <laughs> yeah. One. Like no one felt safe. The stakes always felt high. Yeah. You, yeah. You could see any character go at any second. Um, and they did. Yeah. And they did. <laughs> yeah. Octavia Spencer. Oh. Sometimes with, like with, with such like disregard. For your feelings, <laughs> like they Game of Thrones did, <laughs> yeah, but did it way better, and in a in a much shorter amount of time as well. Yeah, yeah, I felt that you know this movie is just over two hours, and every single minute was used very well. Like yeah, I never... didn't feel it; it did not feel no. long. No, you yeah. certainly don't feel it. No. Wow. Um, yeah, the sort of like the I guess the punch in the gut at the end is the idea that it was it's always going to be that way, and then watching that kid sort of just knowingly go into the engine, sort of yeah. without yeah. really thinking too much about it. It's there's, that's where it sort of takes you to that deeper level that you go, Ugh. yes, yeah. society. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was uncomfortable. <laughs> no, no, but, um, in, a, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, no apologies what a, needed. <laughs> what a film. What a film. Thank you, Monica, for suggesting this. I'm like, I'm so glad to have finally watched it. Mm. And I'm sure I'll watch it a few more times. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I understand why it's a cult classic. Yeah, it's it's also, you know, a recent cult classic cult classic it's not an old film by any means 2014 it can be done <laughs> awesome snow if you haven't seen it check it out <laughs> <laughs> fantastic thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of pop culture i'm scott i'm still jason and i'm still monica
Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto, and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was the trailer for Snowpiercer, and the song at the end was one of the themes from the Snowpiercer soundtrack. If you're enjoying the show, please I invite you to jump onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter at popcultureau, and we are also available on Instagram. 